Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Pandemic Parenting Sucks. And I am recording this right before it goes live on Saturday morning. I even had to set an alarm to get up, everybody. This week has just been very crazy for me work-wise, so I haven't had any time to sit down and record anything. And I'm pretty sure my my three-year-old is plotting against me getting anything done this week. For me, for work-wise, this is midterm at both colleges I'm working at. And one college actually reports a midterm grade, so I have to have everything graded and ready to go. And I have to submit my grades for my students by midnight tonight. So I've been spending this whole week catching up on grading and reminding students to turn stuff in that they have not turned in yet. So it can be counted in on their midterm grade. So my life has been really busy there. We have a soccer game today for my son at 8.30 in the morning and for my daughter at 1.15. So my Saturday mornings are pretty much shot between going back and forth to the soccer field. And I knew I needed to get everything done before I had to leave for my son's soccer game. And he is super not excited about getting up early and going to a soccer game. We only have two more games left today and next week, and then we are done with soccer We finished theater this week and the kids got to record their um, play and we all got to watch it on YouTube. So that was really nice. Not the same as seeing it in person, but it was still nice that they were able to do something and the parents were able to watch it and celebrate it with them. With this also, I mean, this week has just been nuts. The... um school, my kids' school released a survey for parents to do, and that was on Thursday, about returning to learn, and they're supposed to tell us October 30th what the plan is for the rest of 2020, and then hopefully we will go back in 2021, but honestly, I'm pretty sure if we don't go back in January, we're probably not going to go back this year at all. I just don't see him sending the kids back to the classrooms for, you know, one to three months. But on the survey, it was very odd. Like I found it was very oddly worded and it was worded like a contract. And I don't think that they're telling parents the truth when they're saying it's a survey because I was asked to sign it in several different spots and date it in several different spots and when we got the robocall, they said, there's a survey. Can you please, you know, fill it out as we decide what we're going to do for the upcoming term. And, you know, parent input is really needed, but they never said you need to fill this out. We need your signature on it. It's very specific per child. You have to fill it out for each child. This was definitely not a survey. This was a contract. And I'm not a lawyer, but I do have enough background and knowledge to know this was a contract. This was not a survey. And the fact that they're calling a survey is very, very misleading. They didn't ask me my opinion on anything on this. This was not a survey. They, the, what they asked me about was the only question on there that was formed as a question was, 
If we return to school, can you transport your own child to and from the building? That was the only question. And I put yes, because we don't qualify for bus service anyway. We live too close to the school. So I've, I've always had to take them myself. And honestly, if they were older and if we had sidewalks, I'd let them walk. We are that close to the school, but we do not have sidewalks in our neighborhood. We don't even have curbs. Um, so like our our mailboxes and stuff have to be on our houses because we don't have curbs. It's a rule. I don't know. But anyway, no sidewalks. I drive them every morning to and from school. I actually carpool and another mom and myself take turns during the week on who's driving them and picking them up because when I am back at work, I, my Tuesdays and Thursdays, I leave at 645 in the morning. So obviously I can't take them to school then, but the, normally I do take them to to school and my kids school when in person starts from 730 to two o'clock. Now the rest of the survey said, and it said initial here, if um, you agree with the terms. And then at the bottom, it's signed. I actually, I had to sign it like every three paragraphs. So again, this is not a survey. This is a contract. And the first part was, um, please sign your initial if you'll send your kid back to school if we go to in person. And I was like, yes, I will send my kid back to school if we go to in person. And it says, please sign here if you agree to do a an adjusted schedule if we go back to in-person. So I was like, I don't care. I want him to go back to in-person. So I signed, I initialed there too on the computer. I'm assuming adjusted schedule would be every other day. Um, At least that's what they were talking about before, like AB days. So um, the first half of the alphabet would go on A day. And then the second half of the alphabet would go on B day, something like that. I'm just hoping because our last name could fall on either the first half or the last half of the alphabet. I'm hoping that they keep the siblings together because I think in my daughter's class, she would be in the first half. And in my son's class, he would be in the second half because they want to break the classes up um, evenly. So I'm hoping that they can go on the same days and he's not, you know, she's not Monday, Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever the days are. I think they said the days would be, and this was before school started. So this is all the way back in July. So I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure they said the days would be Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, and everybody would have Mondays off. And then whatever days you aren't in school, you would do e-learning, but the e-learning would not include the lives. Now, the contract did say, and I did not initial there, they said, if you plan on doing completely e-learning, please initial here. And then it said in like parentheses under it, all e-learning will have no more lives once we go back to school. So they would lose all contact with their classmates. They would lose all contact with the teachers. It would literally just be a list of assignments, which is what we do on Mondays. Granted, my kids right now, Mondays are their favorite days because they are done with school in an hour. They just go through, they knock all their assignments out. They don't have to do any lives. And honestly, half the assignments don't even record. So if you know what ones record and what ones don't, you can also skip those. 
And one of the reasons I didn't even check going completely e-learning and one of the reasons I checked that we're going to go back to school is if they get rid of the lives, they get rid of all contact. So it's literally just doing um, assignments and it's all, it's all falling on mom. There's no teachers explaining how to do this. It's like do page 300 from your math book and take a picture with your pad and then send it to me. Well, if she doesn't understand page 300 of her math book, I can't ask her teacher then because she's no longer having a live class with her teacher every day. I would have to figure it out myself. And I wouldn't have the ability to call her teacher during the day because her teacher would then be actively teaching a class. So I think the only real choice for us is to go back because the complete e-learning, we'd lose all contact, all help, everything. So I might as well just be homeschooling my kids. And I really, really don't want to homeschool my kids. So, and nothing is homeschoolers. If you homeschool your kids, that's fine. I just don't have the patience or the ability to do, to homeschool my children. That does make me worried if we do an adjusted schedule, an A-B day schedule, because whatever day they're not in school, they're they're going to have to do e-learning. They're going to have to do their assignments by themselves. Well, not really. I mean, mom's here, but they'll have to do their assignments with mom. And that worries me because, again, if I don't understand how to do it and I'm working, I'm still teaching lives every morning and trying to grade and lesson plan and do everything for my other classes. So having to then also become a second grader and a fifth grader on top of trying to potty train a three-year-old that absolutely refuses to potty train and teach her basic preschool stuff because she would have started preschool this year. Um, But because of COVID, we've decided just to wait since she has a later September birthday. She would have had to repeat either her three-year or her four-year anyway. But I'm worried about that. I'm also secretly worried about if we go back to in-person, my son's going to lose the one-on-one he's getting with his trumpet. I, I mean, we got a really good, good situation, good deal here with the trumpet he gets 45 minutes once a week, one-on-one with his band teacher, who is a trumpeteer by trade. So he's getting really good, intensive 45 minutes for free of trumpet lessons every week because we are not back in school. However, when we go back in school, he's now now going to have to share a half an hour with whatever other fifth grader is also in band. Um, granted, they just invited the fifth graders to band this past week. And I'm worried because they waited so late to invite them to join band that there's not going to be anybody else. So if he's by himself, will they still let us have the band program at the school if it's my one child in fifth grade in band? Or will they just take it away because it's not worth the band teacher to travel because we share band teachers between schools? And right now I am taking my son to his homeschool, to the band teacher's homeschool to um, do the lesson. Granted, the homeschool is literally like two blocks away from our school. It's a charter school. So it's not horrible on me to do it. I'm just, I'm worried that they'll take band away from Lucas if nobody else signs up. And I'm worried since they waited literally till Monday of this week to ask other fifth graders to sign up that no one else is going to sign up because logistically it's going to be too difficult 
I don't know how many of you guys, you know, all 10 of you that are listening to me that have children in band, but you have to get your instruments at a certain time. Unfortunately for us, we missed it by two weeks, but it was still close enough to the beginning of the school year that I was able to find an instrument on Facebook Marketplace because people were still selling their old instruments. And so I was able to get his instrument, but we're looking at like, by the time these kids sign the forms and get started, maybe November. And I don't think he's going to start them at all until they go back to school, which theoretically is November 13th for us, uh, unless they change their minds again. And then it could be January 6th when they go back after Christmas break. I personally don't think we're going to go back till January 6th because I don't see a reason for them to go back a week before Thanksgiving break, take a week off for Thanksgiving, and then go back for two more weeks and then go off into from Christmas break until January 6th. I just don't see going back to school for three weeks and then taking the break, especially with flu, with cold and flu season and all of that happening. But the with the band, I'm just, I'm worried that he's going to lose the one-on-one because he is progressing very nicely. He played Jingle Bells. It sounded like Jingle Bells. I was very happy about it. And he's really liking it. Like I don't have to fight him to do his trumpet every day to practice for 15 minutes a day. I just have to say, hey buddy, it's time to, you know, you need to practice your trumpet and he'll just grab it and practice it, which is amazing. So I'm very worried when we go back to school, that he's going to lose the intensive one-on-one. He's going to lose that time with his band instructor. And I also really like his band instructor. He's very good at his job. There's a couple other things I wanted to talk about. So I talked about the school survey, which is not a survey. That's a contract. A survey asks you your opinion. Surveys are usually anonymous. I had to sign and initial this in several different spots. And oh, one more thing about the survey that was very odd to me is I had to do the same question. So would you go all online? Would you go back? Would you go back to an abbreviated schedule? And can you bring your child to school on your own? I had to do that for every single eight weeks. So every eight weeks, I had to do that multiple times on this paper. And um, I'm assuming and rumors are that our school district is having issues. One of the reasons we couldn't go back is because they have issues with transportation. They're, they're having a hard time trying to figure out how to transport all of these children to and from school safely because we we are a large school district. Um, we have 13 elementary schools, one junior high and two high schools. And the junior high is large. We're not like getting rid of children by the time they get to junior high. I think they said we have roughly 20, almost 20,000 kids in the public school system and they just don't know how to transport them. And we share 10 buses for all the schools to try to save money. So we stagger star all the schools. My, my kids' school is a tier one. So we start at 7.30 in the morning. Tier twos start at 8.00. Tier three start at 8.30 and tier four start at nine. So every half an hour, they're, they're literally dropping kids off at our school at seven and they could they, they drop them off even before 7.30. So they'll drop them off between seven and 7.30 and you'll see the bus kids standing outside waiting for the building to open and running and going and picking up other kids at other schools. So the... 
the sharing of so little buses to save money, I think is an issue. I think they need to rent more buses. We don't own buses. Our school district does not own buses. We rent buses from a bus company. Um, I think they need to rent more buses. I think that's one of the main issues we couldn't go back is they could not figure out how to run buses for the kids. For the high schoolers, the high schoolers don't even get school buses. The high schoolers have to ride the city bus to and from school. And there's issues with that also because the city bus has cut its routes because of COVID and they don't make as many stops and they don't make them as early or as late anymore. Our city bus system stops running at 6 p.m. at night, which is really inconvenient for people if they're relying on the bus system. So that I just found it odd that they asked one for every eight weeks. And two, this was not a survey and they're phrasing it like a survey. And I'm sorry, they're going to get a lot of parents not answering because they're, the parents are thinking that this is a survey and our input doesn't matter anyway. The school district has already decided. But this is definitely not a survey. This is a contract. And like I texted a couple of the parents in my son's class because we're on like a like Facebook page. So I messaged them and I'm like, you have to fill out the survey. This is not a survey. This is a contract. And... I the default is you will do completely e-learning. So all of those boxes were checked and you had to go in and manually uncheck them and check the boxes that you would go back. So I'm assuming they're hoping by calling this a survey that a lot of parents won't fill it out and will automatically have their kids enrolled in e-learning. So then they could one either say you already checked e-learning so we don't have to worry about picking up your kid on the bus and all of these other kids can go back to school or to say so many parents chose to go completely e-learning that we're just not going to go back to school right now and i don't know i like i don't want to think the worst of the school district but that's what i feel like they're they're aiming for here They've sent out so many surveys in the past and they're completely stupid. I fill out every single one of them. I'm one of those parents that fills everything out. And I know that people are burnt out from the surveys. I know that people are burnt out from our school district. We've got a long-standing issue with our school board, like really bad issues with our school board. And um, a lot of people don't trust them. They don't want to do anything for them. And I think they feel like this is not going to help if I fill out the survey because I don't trust the school board to do this. And I felt like it was a very um, purposeful thing that they called this a survey and not a contract. And they are being very vague when describing the survey. Like they put the survey on their Facebook page. And on their Facebook page, it says, Please, parents, fill out this return to learn survey. It's very important. We haven't decided what we're going to do in November yet. Please help us decide. They never say, hey, parents, this is a contract. We want to know if you'll continue to e-learn or return your kids to school. And then if you can provide your own transportation. We're asking for your signature several times. This is going to affect each child and we have you fill it out for each child. They're nowhere on there telling you how important this is. This is not a contract. This is, you know, this is a contract. This is not a survey. There's, they didn't ask my opinion on anything. And the only question they asked was, can you transport your own child? That's it. Everything else I had to initial and fill and say, yes, I want my kid to go back to school. 
Um, and you had to uncheck boxes that were already checked. It, it just seemed so shady to me. And I'm one of those parents that has very little faith in our school board, too. So that doesn't help anything either. But I was messaging people through our group chats. You know, you have to fill out the survey. I messaged my other friend who has her daughter in the same class as my daughter. And I'm like, you need to fill out the survey. This is not a survey. This is a contract. And I even put on the on the Facebook page, on the school's Facebook page, that was saying, you know, fill out the survey. It's important. I put that this is not a survey. This is a contract. And you need to fill it out or your kids will automatically be enrolled in complete e-learning like my kids were. And I had to go uncheck boxes. And it, it just seems so, so shady to me. So that was that part of it. The see what else I want to talk about. I didn't think I'd take for 20 minutes talking about this stupid survey. Does anybody else feel like they live in the twilight zone right now? Like, my state is still completely locked tight. Our county was put on the warning level recently. And for having too many, our positivity rate was up to 7.8 or something like that. And if you get up to 8 for two weeks and you can get bumped back down, it's so, it's so weird. And so we got put on the warning level. And I'm pretty sure we're still on the warning level because our positivity rate was reaching 8 and if it stays eight for too long, thankfully we haven't got up to eight yet, but if it stays at eight for too long, they will bump us back down. We're in phase four and they can bump us all the way back down to phase one, which is like all restaurants are closed. You can't even do carry out. Um, so we're worried about that because they're going to make the decision on the schools in the next couple of weeks. And if we get bumped back down to phase one, the schools can't even open. So that that's nerve wracking for me. And this is for our entire county. Now we are, my kids school district is currently the only school district in our county not planning to go back in the next one to two weeks. There is one other school district that is planning to go back on October 19th. So after they go back to face to face, we will be the only school district in our county not back face-to-face -face learning. And I think our school district is going to get very, um, a lot of heat for that. They're going to catch a lot of flack if, well, one, we are the, also the largest school district. So that's what they keep saying. You're the, we're the largest school district. It's going to be harder for us. We don't know how it'll work out. Um, the other smaller school districts, if they get too high of a positivity rate, have been going complete e-learning for two weeks at whatever school has the highest, has the positivity rate, like one of the schools in our county, um, their junior high had to go complete e-learning for two weeks because they had 11 teachers test positive. And with that many teachers te testing positive and all of their classes then also had to quarantine. So they're just wasn't enough people in the school. So they are like, okay, we're e-learning for two weeks. They just went back this week. And so how would that work for us? Would Does that mean like if a school has too high of a positivity rate, one of the 13 elementary schools, do they then just do that school e-learning for two weeks or does the entire school district have to shut down for two weeks? 
Um, and I don't think they figured that out yet either. And a lot of the school board is up for vote this coming November. And I'm worried that they're just putting it off. So whoever is a new school board coming in, they will have to, um, they will have to then deal with it, not the school board that is currently there. So it's, it's such a big mess, but my, my state, my area, we, you know, we still have to wear masks everywhere. Um, no gatherings over right now we're in warning level. So no gatherings over 25, but pre that no gatherings over 50. A lot of activities are still closed. A lot of things are sports are canceled still for the high schoolers. Um, we're shut down super tight. We're one of the only states around us that's not having high school fall sports. And then I look at people's Instagrams and they're going on vacation. They're going out to restaurants. And it's like, it's so weird because we can't do any of that. But other states, like Florida is just like, screw it and opening everything up. And I kind of wish I was Florida. Like, I I am a rule follower. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. But I'm so burnt out at this point. I mean, we're going on, what is it? It's October. So from March to we shut down March 19th. So from March 19th to October, we have been isolated. All of our stuff has been canceled. Things have been shut down. Um, we, we are, we have a membership to the children's museum and that shut down and it, it hasn't reopened. So, and there's no activities for kids. The, um, granted we're doing soccer and we did theater over zoom, but they, like, I can't take my kids somewhere. Playgrounds are still shut down. And then seeing all these people living life as normal, traveling, um, getting on planes and trains and going on vacations and going to the beach and stuff. And we're sitting here like, we can't even go to the playground. It's so twilight, just so twilight zone. And all we have to do, we could drive two hours being in Indiana and could go inside restaurants and masks are recommended, but not mandatory in here in Illinois, you know, stores can tell you to leave if you don't have masks on. So I don't know. I feel like it's like a smoking, like when they, for those of you that are old enough, when they used to have smoking sections in restaurants, I feel like this is a smoking section in restaurant thing. There was no walls with the smoking section. It was completely open air. The only thing it guaranteed you is you didn't have a smoker literally at your table, but you could still smell smoke in the restaurant or you could only smoke at the bar in the restaurant, which again, completely open air. It did nothing to have the smoking area. At what point is it doing nothing having us completely shut down tight when people are traveling to the other states because we are close enough to and having more freedom? For God's sakes, we could go up to Wisconsin and go to a water park. And our public pools weren't allowed to open here. So it's just, it's such a twilight zone. And I'm getting so burnt out from being locked down so tight where other states are not. Um, it's kind of like in school when you do a group project and you're the one doing all the work and nobody else is, but they're benefiting from it. So it's just incredibly frustrating. And it's hard to tell my kids, you know, sorry, we can't do that. But your cousins who live in Texas can. 
So it's it's just frustrating. Um, next week, I'm hoping to talk about going to Boo at the Zoo. And the my both of my kids are still in Cub Scouts, so I'm hoping to talk about that next week. And pretty soon, my 10-year-old has asked to be on my podcast. He wants me to interview him. So we're going to see logistically how that will work out because I record these on my phone, which the microphone isn't great. So I'm going to see how I can figure out how to record him with me. So he's he's super excited about that. And we'll see how that goes.